Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast for Season 2022. You would have heard the Bloke in a Bar podcast that we dropped last week, but this is our first official Rugby League Guru Podcast for Season 2022. Going to be a huge year, it's going to be massive, I'll explain more as we go on, but no need to waste time this morning with that sort of stuff. Our first podcast for 2022, we're going to dive into Andrew Johns in 2005. Now, we posted about this the other day, we got so excited about this post, we shared it as a reel as well, so I'm sure you've seen it, and it just, it's unbelievable to think what Joey has achieved in season 2005 and how I just don't think we remember it as fondly as what we should. I mean, I think there's a fair argument that potentially after Tom Trevojevic's season this year, I think this Joey one can stand up against the vast majority of other seasons that we have ever seen in rugby league. We often refer to the Jared Hayne 09, which was all good and well. Uh, Hange's run at the end was unbelievable. Just phenomenal. But Hainsey... His team made the top eight that year. Yes, they probably wouldn't have without him, but they were a top eight side. At worst, they were probably 12th, realistically. Uh, You have a look at what Turbo did this year. Yes, that team was going like a busted at the start of the season. Turbo came back. All of a sudden, they're a top four, top five team, whatever they were. You know, it should be noted that when Joey, in 2005, finished second in the Daly M's, his team got the wooden spoon. He only played 16 games. He only won eight of them. The Knights played 24 games that season. They only won eight of them. So the only eight they won were with Joey. And, of course, he got beat in the Dally M's in 2005 by Jonathan Thurston. It was his first Dally M medal. It was also his first season at the North Queensland Cowboys. Only 12 months earlier, he'd won the premiership with the Canterbury Bulldogs coming off the bench. Obviously, Steve Price, he did not play in that game. So Jonathan Thurston, he got the opportunity to play in his first NRL grand final in which the Canterbury Bulldogs beat the Sydney Roosters 16-13. to An unbelievable game. I was there for it. Uh, what was wasn't the best game of all time. There was a lot of drop balls, but it was just two teams that have been waiting to play each other in a grand final for two years. And JT, he got to feature in that. Didn't do a heap in that game. That was his role, though, realistically. Didn't play many minutes. Came on at the end, but there was a moment in that game where he got the ball on about halfway and and, and he kicked down a short side and he found touch about five or six metres out from the line. And I just remember sitting there going... Fuck, that was a nice touch from a young kid who probably shouldn't even be in this game. And, of course, at the time, Canterbury, 
They had Brayton Astor. They had Brent Sherwin. They were at the top of their game. They were premiership winners. I don't think anyone could have possibly predicted the career that Thurston went on to have. But 2005, he arrives at the North Queensland Cowboys. He wins the Daly M medal. He plays 22 games, uh, and he wins 32 Daly M points. So Thurston went that year at a strike rate of 1.45 Daly M points per game. Pretty impressive. Now, the North Queensland Cowboys... I think this is something that people forget. And a lot of this podcast, I'm sure people are going to think I'm trying to detract from Jonathan Thurston's career. I'm not. I'm just calling it as it is realistically. So please don't think that by me talking up, Joey, I'm trying to take something away from JT. I'm not. I'm just telling you the whole picture and explaining to you the whole situation, which is the point of this podcast. You can go and read that post on Instagram. That'll give you a basic idea of what this podcast is about. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper here and tell you the narrative that led up to this amazing achievement by Joey. So Thurston, 32 Daly M points. He wins it in 2005 from 22 games at 1.45 Daly M points per game that he played. Incredibly impressive. Means that he was essential. He was at least in the top three players of every single game of that season that he played in. Now the Cowboys. I think people have this narrative in their head that the Cowboys were just an absolute shit fight before Thurston arrived. I mean, it should be noted that. I think they lost to the Roosters in in the 2004 prelim final by four points. So this was a top four team the year before Thurston arrived. They obviously improved with Thurston. He won the Daly M medal and they, and they went one step further. They went to the grand final. Should also be noted, the Cowboys finished in fifth place uh, in 2005. So Cowboys, pretty damn good side, top five team. Went on to play in the grand final that year. Obviously lost to the West Tigers, but I've seen teams play way worse in grand finals than what the Cowboys did that evening. So the Cowboys of 2005, a really good side, led by Jonathan Thurston, 32 Daly M points. And and a sensational season. It was great. But now we have a look at Andrew Johns. Now, he got one less Daly M point in 2005 than that of Jonathan Thurston. He got 31 to Thurston's 32. So Thurston wins that Daly M medal. Thurston did it in 22 games. Joey did it in 16 games. So in eight less games of football, he scored one less Daly M point, which is incredible. Now, that's going at 1.9 Daly M points per game. So he was essentially in the top two every single time he took the field. And as I said, he only played 16 games that season. One of them was injury affected. Of those 16, he only won eight of them, which is unbelievable to think, to think that someone can win eight games of football in a season and average 1.9 Daly M points per game is unbelievable. It is crazy. He won 50% of his games and scored 31 Daly M points. Thurston was in a top five side, went all the way to the grand final and got 32 in 22 games. Now, it should also be noted, the Knights, with Joey that season, they won eight out of 16. And in fact, Joey's season didn't start overly well. He lost his first six games in a row, I think. But his last 10 games of the season, he won eight of them, which is pretty damn impressive. Now, Joey won eight of his last 10 games of the 2005 season with the Newcastle Knights. The Newcastle Knights, as a grand total, won eight from 24 games the entire season. And of course, they collected the wooden spoon. So add on another layer that Joey did it in a wooden spoon side compared to Thurston doing it in a team that came fifth and winning a lot more games of football. It is incredibly impressive. Now, just to show you the sort of run home that the the Newcastle Knights had with Joey, some of the wins they had, they beat Parramatta 16 to 10. Now, Parramatta... They were the minor premiers of 2005. They were the red-hot side. Timmy Smith, Eric Groth, Dean Witters, an absolute champion team. They, they uh, This is another one that probably got away for Parramatta. They were the red-hot favourites to win this premiership. Tim Smith, this was his rookie year. 
Tim Smith still holds the record from this season for most tri-assists in a season. I think this year it might have been broken by some of those unbelievable efforts by Turbo uh, and by Cody Walker, I think, off the top of my head. But, mate, to do that in 2005 in your debut season... It was incredible from Timmy Smith. So they beat Parramatta 16-10, who were the minor premiers in a few weeks' time. They beat the Melbourne Storm. I believe they finished 6th or 7th that year. They beat them 37-18. to 37-18. Now, this wasn't the Melbourne Storm that we know with Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk at the peak of their powers, but they were still a top-eight team. And the Newcastle Knights were still a wooden spoon side. They beat the Canterbury Bulldogs, who didn't do incredibly well that season, but you've got to remember, the Dogs were the defending premiers. They won the competition the year before. They defeated Canterbury 28-13. to They then played the Warriors. Now, this one was over in New Zealand, so this makes life a little bit harder. They won this one 16-4, and there was a lot of emotion in this game. This was meant to be Stacey Jones' last ever game in New Zealand. Now, of course, we all know the narrative. Stacey Jones returned in, I'm going to guess, around 2009 or so. But at the time, the emotion surrounding this game, it was the farewell to Stacey Jones. Joey went over there with his Newcastle Knights, who had gone like a busted all year. And knocked them over. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, beat the Cowboys 22 to 18. Now the Cowboys, of course, featuring Jonathan Thurston, went on to win uh, sorry, went on to play in the NRL grand final of 2005 and finished fifth overall. The Penrith Panthers, they beat them 28 to 24. Now, the Penrith Panthers, you know, Canterbury were the defending premiers. The Penrith Panthers have won it the year before. 2003 Premier. So they've beaten the last two Premiership winning sides in this run. They also beat the Sharks 44-18. to Now, the Cronulla Sharks, I think they finished 7th or 8th in 2005. So another team that plays finals funny that was, that they scored 44 points on them and they, they were getting the wooden spoon. The, the impact that Joey had on this team was unbelievable considering won the wooden spoon for them to beat this many sides in that run home. I mean, if they would have somehow made it into the finals or scraped a wild card like in the NFL or something, I mean, who's to say they couldn't have gone on to win this premiership? They were beating all the top dogs on the run home. It's pretty incredible. Uh, now, it should be noted, uh, if Joey played 22 games like Thurston did that season, he would have finished with 43 Dally M points. That's assuming he kept his rate of 1.9 Dally M points per game, which I think Joey was just on such a level that he probably would have, to be perfectly honest with you. At least probably worse, 1.5. He was just playing stack good footy. Now, I mean, it's all impressive. It's numbers and everything. It's all good and well. The reality is that Thurston did win the Dally M. It will always remain that way, and so it should, because Thurston earned that. It's just the reality of the situation that Joey had. It's been a lot of guys that have had unlucky seasons with injuries and whatnot when they've been playing great footy. But what I want you to consider when you think about this with Joey, and this is part of why I wanted to turn this into a podcast, is that there's a deeper story to this. And it starts in 2002. In 2002, Joey broke a bone in his back. This was in the first week of the finals. The Knights go out in straight sets. They end up getting beat by the Roosters. I think like 38 to 12. Absolutely gave it to them. The Chooks go on to win the 2002 Premiership. Joey wins the Dalian medal that night. And it's this broken back really starts a bit of a domino effect as far as injuries go in the career of the great Andrew Johns. 2003, he only plays 16 games of football. The neck injury brings the curtains down on 2003. Devastating there. 2004, he has an ACL injury. He only plays three games of football, uh, which is incredibly disappointing for him. Three games of football, ACL gone. So that means that in 2003 and 2004, he played a grand total of 19 games. That's it. 19 games. Two of them were injury affected. 
Yeah, so 19 games, 17 that weren't injury-affected. It ends his 2004 season, done and dusted. 2005, he returns round one. His injury was early enough in season 2004 that he could return round one. As we all know, with an ACL injury, it takes time. We say this every year with Supercoach players in particular. If you're looking to pick someone that is coming off an ACL, you need to be wary of them because they will not be themselves the year after. Now, if you look at round six of the NRL... I mean, you're probably saying, you know what, that's spot on with Joey. He's playing decent footy, but the Knights are 0-6. Now, they run out in round six. They haven't won a game yet. They're they're, they're 0-5 at this point. They play the New Zealand Warriors, one of the decent sides in the competition. And the Knights explode out of the gates. They're leading 20-0 at halftime, and Andrew Johns has laid on all four tries. So he is on fire at the moment, Joey. He is killing it. Goes in at halftime, 20-0 in round six of the 2005 season. Comes out in the second half, and of course, he breaks his jaw. Now, this, this puts him out for a number of weeks, yeah? Puts him out for ages. It should be noted they led 20-0 at halftime. Joey broke his jaw. The Warriors came back, and they won 30-26. to It was 30-6. to in the second half once Joey got injured, just showing you the sort of impact that this guy had on this football team. Now he waits. He waits ages to come back. He returns in round 14, and he plays the next 10 games. He wins eight of them and collects 31 Dally M points. So when you think about that this guy was coming back from ACL, he played six games, they weren't doing too well, he lost all of them, he finally hit some form, he absolutely brained it, he breaks his jaw, he misses another 10 old weeks or whatever, he comes back and it's essentially like he's starting again realistically. You cannot emulate uh, uh, the, the experience of a game unless you are playing the game. And here he is coming off an ACL when life's already tough, returns and wins eight of his next 10 games, already named some of the competition that he beat, including the minor premiers, the defending premiers, the premiers before that, three top eight teams, including the North Queensland Cowboys, who would go on to play in the grand final. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Was legit in 2005. His form was incredible. And you know what? I've just told you all this unbelievable stuff about season 2005 and how good it was. But the thing we remember about 2005 is the Origin Series. Now, this is another layer to this narrative that is unbelievable. Joey returns in round 13. Now, that's a game that they lose. Can't remember off the top of my head who they lose that game to. But that is his first game since round six when he broke his jaw. Before that, he'd only played six games that year. Before that, his last game was in round three before he did his ACL. And before that, he only played 16 games with a neck injury as well. So this guy, he has played... What is it, 22 games, 25 games, something like that in the last three seasons. He plays his first game back after 10 weeks in the midst of an ACL recovery, and 10 days later, he has to come in and play Origin. Now, you remember, game one of the 2005 Origin series was unbelievable, went to extra time, Matty Bowen took the intercept off Brett Kamali. Ah, crazy moment. New South Wales lose 24-20. to 20. 
Now, game two, it's chaos. Absolute fucking chaos. Kamali gets dropped. I think it's Trent Barrett gets injured. I think maybe Braithen Aston might have been injured too. There was a heap going on in this game, a heap happening in the lead up to it. Joey gets called in with about three days' notice. He comes in. And he just has an impact straight away. He just turns this team around completely. He puts in one of the most dominant origin displays we've ever seen. And dare I say, the actual stats probably don't do it justice because it was just unbelievable. Uh, this is his, this is state of origin, yeah? This is the next level up. This is the absolute top tier of rugby league in our country. Joey has played one game of football in eight weeks, coming off an ACL the year before. He lays on two triceps. Two line breaks and one line break assist in an unbelievable performance. He formed a really special combination with Anthony Minicello. We'll get to that in a minute, though. But you need to consider that he played one game. It was 10 days ago. He hadn't played in the six or eight weeks leading up to that. Steps into the Origin Arena against a Queensland team that beat them the week, the, a few weeks before. So this is, a, this is a decent little Queensland side. They're pretty damn handy. And Joey just absolutely tears them to pieces. He comes back in game three. This is up at Suncorp. This is a decider at Suncorp Stadium. He played one game in between this. So now, coming off an ACL injury, he played six weeks where they got slapped. He had 10 weeks off. He played one game of first grade. He then played Origin, played another game of first grade. Then he's at Suncorp for an Origin decider after playing now a grand total of, what, 30 games in the last three years. Kills it there as well. 32-22 to in that game. And New South Wales win the series after losing game one. You do not see that all that often, especially especially in a series where there's two games at Suncorp. Very, very rarely do you see that. Even rarer did you see it back then, realistically. What Joey did in 2005 was unbelievable. From the State of Origin Arena back to the NRL, the Dally M points, what he achieved in a short amount of time, what he achieved in a team that came last. Now, I will add as well, I think I haven't checked the exact records myself. This might be one for Random Stats Guy. But I'm pretty sure that the Newcastle Knights 2005 they're the best team to ever win a wooden spoon. Take out Canterbury, take out Melbourne, they got their points deducted and whatnot. I think eight wins is the best result ever for a wooden spoon team. So once again, incredibly unlucky to win the wooden spoon, but it also shows you what else was going on in this competition. Now, as we said, the Newcastle Knights of 05, they won eight games from 24 games. Andrew Johns won eight from 16. So without him, they were shambles. Even with him, they still lost half their games. But it's the run home where Joey really hit his form and where he was probably starting to overcome that ACL injury. Unfortunately for Joey, he didn't get to overcome his ACL injury in first grade. He had to do it in the origin arena, and he absolutely dominated it, just showing the greatness of this guy. Andrew Johns in 2005, it is a season that is criminally underrated. The origin is well-respected. It's well-spoken about all the time, but we need to appreciate more often what he did in the last 10 weeks of the 2005 season to take a wooden spoon side to winning 80% of their games in the run home and collecting 31 Dally M points. Absolutely unbelievable. As I said at the start, I do not want to take anything away from Jonathan Thurston. History states that Thurston won the 2005 Dally M medal, and it will always remain that way, and so it should, because Joey, because Jonathan Thurston earned that award. But it should be noted that you could argue Andrew Johns got pretty unlucky. As I said, if he would have played 20 games like Thurston, he would have scored 43 Dally M points. And, you know, yes, I, I remember telling you guys about the stature in the year that if, you know, if Tom Travojevic would have played all 25 games or whatever, he would have got 50 Dally M points, which is unbelievable. But think about the modern game now. Think about the team that Tom Travojevic was playing in and think about how many times Turbo got to beat up on the teams that are at the bottom of the ladder because it was a massive gap this year. 
flip the narrative now and think about that Andrew Johns, he is in the team that everyone is beating up on and he is taking them from nothing and turning them to something that is really special. I'm going to leave you with just a little clip. I mentioned before, during this Origin Series, Game 2 and Game 3, he forms this unbelievable combination with Anthony Minicello. We had Anthony Minicello on the podcast about a year and a half ago and we spoke about this game. We spoke very briefly, kind of listening back to it, wishing I asked him more detail about this game with Joey. But Game 2, I think I think Minicello scores two, maybe even three tries off the back of Joey. There was one where Joey kicks from halfway and you can tell where Minicello is he knows he knows where the ball's going Joey kicks it from half or halfway and hits the upright and Minicello comes through and scores he scores another one where just mini magic of a great ball off Joey game three was exactly the same Minicello got man of the match in that one game two Joey got man of the match in that one these two formed an incredible combination unbelievably quickly. In this little clip, Anthony Minicello talks about that relationship, that combination that they built. Obviously, Minnie had come from playing with Freddie. You know, it's not the same as playing with Joey, but he'd probably learned a heap of things off as far as combinations and everything go from Freddie. He walked in with Joey and my God, it was like these guys had played together for a decade. I'm pretty sure that's what I said to Minnie. I'll play that little clip for you now, but keep in mind, Andrew Johns, 2005, when you're talking about the greatest seasons ever, the most underrated seasons ever, this one, it has to get a feature. Once and then goes out wide. Minatello is in. Minatello has weathered the storm at the other end and has scored the first... Uh, and I think the first 10 minutes of the game, two big bombs come my way. I dropped them, but dropped them backwards. So play on, continue on. So the nerves were there, but then I just sort of I felt myself into the game and I just partnered up with Joey Johns and both of those tries come off Joey Johns' passes. And so that 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 was the start of my combination with Joey. You know, we, we struck up a really good uh, friendship and combo the next few years. And yeah, I just I remember coming off that game and I had a twinged, pinched nerve in my neck and I was just spent really kick-started my representative career. Mate, you and Joey that night looked like you'd been playing together for 10 years. You were just in sync. I, yeah, well, I, I remember uh, training with Joey and Joey just said, this kid's got so much energy, which I did. I, I just wanted to get involved at every single point. I remember just uh, just hanging around Joey. Joey goes, just stick with me, tackle forward on. So Joey was a massive planner in his, his game. So he would work over to one, two, three players and then an inside ball to me on the fourth where these guys have been tired and they've been tackling for that long and then he'll go quick and fast with, with him and myself. So he was always planning things like that, you know, like tackle four or one, just, just hang around, hang around, you know, and that, that combo I had with him was... I could be wrong, but that's the game where uh, Michael Devere gets the staple to the head, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. Oh, so. my God, imagine that on <laughs> debut. That was uh, our club doctor, John Orchard. That was our club doctor. So he was a bit of a fumbling mess at stages, but very smart. But he, he you know, he, he was on the big stage and he's shaking and, you know, tried to staple his forehead and the gun breaks and the one's hanging off his head and the other one's in his hand and he didn't know what to do. And <laughs> I think the rules got changed after that point because, you know, it flashed on TV and kids probably got scared. <laughs> probably a good shout. 